to the McYappin Fries Movie Podcast. I'm Gavin. I'm Ian. And uh, today we're going to be, as per usual, talking about some movie news and then, but it's going to be a review-heavy uh, episode this week because we're a little, uh, I'm a little unprepared. I have uh, no, no research with me. Breaking the fourth wall, show. I have, I, I, have, I have no research with me, so uh, <laughs> you're breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> Turn your shit on silent. <laughs> Uh, so everything that you hear come out of my mouth today, we'll, I will be completely winging it, and you can just... As opposed to the normal filth and bile that comes out of your mouth. Because, uh, you know, normally everything is, uh, as, as you might have guessed, people who listen on a regular basis, is that this is entirely scripted. Yes, very well prepared. Um, there's nothing spontaneous at all. Um, all the tangents that we go on, that's all scripted. I write that shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how awesome I am. Yeah, it, I, I follow the script of the letter. I'm lost. Um, and... Uh, so yeah, we'll be going on to reviews. It's a pretty re- uh, review-heavy episode this this week. I say this week. This is our first uh, podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back, people. We're still alive. We're not dead. Good to be home. Sorry, we've just been... Schedules, life has caused us to take a little bit of a break, but we're back. And how did the uh, gender change surgery go? Um, not, not bad. Not, not bad. bad. Not bad. Um, I feel that um, people respect me more now. Mm. Um, I've, I, it's helped my self-confidence, and uh, I'm able to just to go up to... Go up to people and uh, you know uh, just feel good about myself. Well, you're doing good. You're doing yeah, good. Well, thank, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, the voice thing hasn't kicked in yet. No, uh, <laughs> that, that that can be a problem. Yeah, definitely. Uh, people tend to get slightly turned off uh, or mistake me for Larry Wachowski. <laughs> but not a good comparison. Anyway, like I was saying, it's going to be a review heavy. <laughs> Episode. Um, well, we're going to talk about this again. It's been a mo- over a month since we did the last podcast. Yeah, so some, some news has happened in that time. There has been a fair bit that's been going on. We'll yeah. talk um, a little bit about the uh, ever-expanding Marvel movie universe uh, and tie it into our review of Iron Man Two, which yes. we shall be reviewing. Um, yeah, what are we doing? At, what, what am I doing? And um, we'll also review. I think I do a little review of Shutter Island. And mm-hmm. uh, we'll do. I was at the Sci-Fi London Movie Film Festival in London. We'll get a load of you. Yeah, check me out. Um, <laughs> And I review, uh, saw Hunter Prey and a little movie called Drones, so I'll review those. And um, I'll just talk a little bit about Kick-Ass, because uh, I recently saw that. I won't do a full review, because Ian reviewed it uh, at the, in, during the last podcast. And then I, what, <laughs> I subjected myself to um, the first two Twilight movies. So I figure, seeing as we talk so much shit about Twilight, one of us should see it, and I knew you would never fucking I've see seen it. the first one. I know, but I, I, I wasn't expecting it. That's why it. I didn't see the second one, because I've seen the first one. <laughs> I subjected myself to both, and I shall be talking a little bit about that to give my my little take on the Twilight universe, seeing as the third one's coming up, yeah. and some of our listeners might actually like the movies. God, yeah. God love them. Anyway. And... So that's the news. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> The first bit of news that came out this week again, uh, very interesting. J.J. Abrams doing weird shit again. Uh, he did the, the trailer for Super 8. Super 8 came out. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not a movie about eight superpowered people, mm-hmm. but it's instead a Super 8 film. Yes. Um, uh, this is a little trailer coming out. He's working with Steven Spielberg, and the, 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 a lot of super, it, it's, a, it's a very much a Cloverfield. It looks like uh, that. Style I, I haven't been able to reveal. I haven't been able to watch the trailer yet, but. Um, yeah, it's just, just just the way that they seem to be going about the whole marketing thing. It's it just very, very, very reminiscent of Cloverfield. Yeah, I mean, I, I was a bit disappointed after I watched the trailer actually, because then they said that actually this was shot independent of the movie. So it's got nothing to do with the movie at all. But it basically shows a train, and then there's some flashcards about you know, in 1980 or 70 something, yeah, they closed the section of Area 51 and they moved some stuff to somewhere else, mm-hmm. and then it shows this truck actually drives in front of the train. Mm-hmm. So it looks like it's intentional or something. It's not very clear. It's not like someone gets caught on the railroad tracks. We're dealing with aliens here. Yeah, we're, we're through the looking glass people. Mm-hmm. Um, so the train crashes, and then one one carriage just starts getting the, the door on it, like it's a big, heavy metal train, and it starts being beat on from the inside, like deforming the metal. And as it breaks down, the uh, as it breaks through, you don't see anything. It just cuts to, like, you know, films, the, the way the film goes when it's run out of mm-hmm. the reel, yep, yep. and it just pops up with Super 8. So he said uh, that he wants to try and capture the kind of Steven Spielberg movies of the 80s, that kind of E.T., Close Encounters kind oh. of feel. So, we're, so basically we're looking at friendly Martians. Could be. I'm not sure. 
I, I have no interest in watching a movie about friendly Martians. Well, yeah, I mean, we've all seen Mac and Me. Yeah. Um, you, oh, shit. <laughs> Mac and Me. The, the, the best point there ever could be for a I've, case for invading Mars. I fucking hate that movie. It's fucking terrible. I hate that movie. It's second only to Terrence Howard in the we're, we'll be back uh, stakes. <laughs> with like, no, you fucking won't, you little runty shit. Speaking of Terrence Howard, <laughs> did you see this shit uh, online? This uh, The Neptune Theater in the States? Yeah, it was in, Port- uh, in Seattle. <laughs> These guys are dickheads. <laughs> Fucking assholes. So the, 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 this popped up online. They basically, you know, those old Scott, old school uh, cinema hoardings that they have with the letters put up on the whiteboards. Yeah. Uh, these guys put up a sign that said Iron Man Two, Terrence Howard nil. <laughs> <laughs> or, or like I don't know if you, if you guys are more American terminology, I guess like Iron Man Two, Terrence Howard zero. Yeah. Sorry, no, nothing. Too many, uh, too many years of, listen, of listening to BBC too giving me sports results. <laughs> One, Man United, zero. <laughs> but yeah, that's a dick move in anyone's book. Because someone has actually had to physically like go up there and put these. Like, and Terrence up. Howard's not a short name. It's not like you know you're up there. You've got Iron Man. It's like it's like you know six, seven letters. It's like that's fine, you know, whatever. But then the Terrence Howard. I mean, I'm surprised they had enough letters. Oh, no. Poor bastard. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he doesn't live in Seattle because if he was walking by, he's like, Danny, Danny, I can't. I, he doesn't look like he lives in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Um, this is turning into a regular site uh, section. What's Sam Worthington doing? So now he's doing Alan Quartermain in the future. Which you made a very good point. Why bother? Why bother? Why, Why bother Alan? with Alan Quartermain? Alan Why don't Quartermain, just someone else. <laughs> he needs to be in khakis and a pith helmet and a big elephant gun and not aging. You know, <laughs> all I'm saying. Uh, oh, as far as I'm I don't know, opium. As well. There you go. There you yeah. go. Which I don't think Sam Worthington will have much of a problem. With. Yeah. Well, he'd be on space opium, <laughs> and he'll have a space elephant gun. Well, this movie does not. You know, it doesn't even rate in my book unless there's a Richard Chamberlain cameo. Exactly. You gotta have. <laughs> you gotta have a Richard still Chamberlain. Alive, right? Still alive. <laughs> still alive and still gay. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Oh, shoot. They were talking about the casting for Fright Night. Did you hear about that? Yeah, yeah, Colin Farrell. Yeah, Colin Farrell as as Chris Sarandon. Yeah, that's kind of that's, that's interesting casting. <laughs> that's very interesting casting. No, I'm, I'm and Tony Collette as well as um as the mother as the mom. And uh, is Jay Bruce the kid? No, no, no. It's uh, Anton Yelchin. Anton Yelchin. So yeah. The kid's you know is old enough kid. Anton Yelchin's in his twenties now, isn't he? Or should be hitting twenty soon. Uh, yeah, I wonder who's going to play um his friend, the guy that uh, was played by Stephen Jeffries. In, in the original, the the, 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 the vampire hunter guy, the, the redheaded, the, no, the redheaded, oh. no, not 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 the Roddy McDowell character. Yeah, he had, he had a he had a friend his age. All oh, right, who who was killed halfway, I think. Oh, really? or turned into a zombie, or turned into, oh, turned, yeah, into, yeah. turned into turned into a vampire, vampire yeah. turned into a vampire. That's right, and it was played by this guy Stephen Jeffries, um, who he he who was the lead in Nine Seven Six Evil, Fuck, man. the movie directed <laughs> by Freddy Krueger. <laughs> and, they were and, talking and about he, getting Chris Sarandon and, as the Roddy McDowell character. Excellent. That was a rumor, though. It's only a rumor. I don't, don't think be... that's going to happen. What was what, what, Chris Sarandon even doing though? The last thing he did was he voiced Jack Skeleton, as far as I know. Really? Yeah, he, he's the voice of Jack Skeleton. Fuck. I didn't know that at all. Yeah. He's the, he's the speaking voice. I'm not so sure if he's the singing voice. Wow. Uh, but, um, yeah, he, he voiced uh, <laughs> Jack Skeleton. I was like, oh, I was like trying to remember what he was in. He was, he's, in the, he's in the Princess Bride and shit as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He was also To the death. No, to the pain. Actually, the last thing I saw him in was Just Cause, that old Sean Connery movie. Really? Yeah, yeah he, was, he had, a, he had a, like a one-scene role in that. What did you watch it? Just Cause. Just Cause. <laughs> My favorite character in there is Ed Harris. <laughs> Ed Harris getting the chance to go full Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> Climbing on the walls. I like Ed. Bobby L. <laughs> um, we talked on before about um, Ryan... The guy who did uh, Brick. Brick. Ryan, <laughs> Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. <laughs> it is Ryan Johnson. It is Ryan Johnson. Oh, I thought Ryan Johnson's the guy who. Oh, Rich Johnson writes that uh, online blog about comic books. But um, yeah, Brick was a great little movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been talking about this other movie, with Looper, he's been going to do. It's kind of. It seems like it's his inception. Mm-hmm. It's his little sci fi movie. It's his little mindfuck. Yeah. Um, and a little bit of detail coming out of this. So Bruce Willis is supposedly cast along with Joseph Gordon Levitt, and it's about. Uh, it looks like it's. It's a time travel movie. It's a time travel movie where it hasn't. The time travel doesn't exist, but will be invented in a few play, in a few decades. And it seems that like someone's hit on the scam of killing people in the future and then ditching their bodies in the past so that like you know they're still alive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's a perfect crime. Now where they're going to go with that, there's no idea of where where it's going to where it's going to go. But mm-hmm. it could be interesting if he if he brings the same style to this as he did to Break. It could be very good. Did you see their follow up, uh, Brothers Bloom? 
No. <clears throat> it, yeah, it, was, it was a pretty good movie. Yeah, I've heard a lot about it. It's pretty good. I mean, not as good as Brick, in my opinion, but um, it's interesting to see... see Adrian Brody. Adrian and, Brody uh, and Rachel Weitz and yeah. uh, Mark Ruff, is Ruffalo. Rachel what? Rachel Weitz. Weitz, yeah, okay. <laughs> Weitz, is that her name? Weitz? I don't know. <laughs> Mummy chick. The mummy chick. <laughs> the constant gardener. <laughs> the, ch- the chick that really, really loves Darren Aronofsky. <laughs> she really does. Yeah, she does. On to reviews. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, uh, but what's this joke with Iron Man? Fuck it. Okay, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. It's that. It's going to be that kind of podcast, folks. <laughs> We're also heavily hungover. <laughs> Uh, I saw Iron Man in Leicester Square Cinema 1 fucking like a boat man Jesus Christ there's like a thousand people fitting that thing awesome awesome cinema I've never been in there no like literally when I was booking the tickets online they had like choose your seat and I had to ask a guy is this is this broken are there literally this many seats like I mean are these stacked I was on the upper circle I think it's cinema going to cinema with an upper circle is awesome so uh, yeah Iron Man 2 Tony Stark is back he is Iron Man. Everyone knows it now, and it's, it picks up like six months later, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's kind of cool the way it starts at the beginning with the, his voiceover. Yeah, his, the uh, his, um, his little soundbite, soundbite from the end of the first film. Um, what, what did you think of it? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it too, but I felt like it was lacking. Yeah, but I mean, <clears throat> I'm not sure how much of that was the movie and how much of that was just expectation because the first one literally came out of nowhere, and it also started with like in fifth, in fifth gear when it was playing. Um, Back in black and over at the beginning. Yep, yep. That was just like, yeah. Whereas this one's a little slower to get going. Yep. Um, this one takes takes a little bit more time. Robert Downey Jr. is as watchable as ever. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Um, no, I mean the casting is great. Yeah. Um, Mickey, Mickey Rourke is uh, really makes makes for a good villain. It's Ivan Dunkel. <laughs> uh, but con- con- you know, pretty convincing Russian accent there. Yeah. Um, think, although if you watch it, it's good to watch his hair because I think his hair changes completely all the time because he's just got uncontrollable hair. I think there's blue streaks appear at one point for no reason but his hair is just all over the fucking place really? apparently his hair and glasses are the biggest continuity errors in the movie and also uh, Sam Rockwell's hands yes <laughs> although I was kind of thinking yeah, so if Sam Rockwell plays Justin Hammer who's like he wants to be Tony Stark but he's just his, his, his one liners don't zing he's not a hit with the ladies everything he, he's a pale shadow of Tony Stark and he knows it mm-hmm. and there's a point where his hands are orange now I got that I kind of was thinking is that a choice? was he like he's putting on the tan? Because he's that kind of insecure. Mm-hmm. Oh, otherwise he's just on the movie and he had our chance. It was a very weird decision, though. Yeah, it was a yeah, it was a yeah, quite glaringly obvious as well. <laughs> yeah, and he wasn't that tanned on his face. So where was he putting the fake tan? Um, yeah, but story wise, I like what they I like what they they're going for. I like how they were trying to do the demon in a bottle story without going in the demon in the bottle route, which is weird. Why not? Yeah, just yeah, do might, it. might as well. Um, so Tony's um, heart is. Poison is 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 the thing that's keeping the thing the thing that's keeping him alive. That shit that he's got in his chest is uh, slowly killing him. Slowly killing him also. So what he has to do is that he has to create or discover a new a new element that can help him. That can basically uh, let him live. Yeah, the U.S. Army wants to sue. There's a whole thing as well with like being Iron Man or being Tony Stark about you know we're trying to run the company and that kind of stuff. Nice uh, interplay with uh, Pepper Potts with Gwyneth Paltrow again. Yes, Um, and. Basically, what happens is that when he, in the end of the first movie, that when he came out as Iron Man, Mickey Rourke was watching this shit on on TV, and Mickey Rourke's father used to work with uh, Tony Stark's father, and Mickey Rourke feels, and, and Mickey Rourke's dad also felt that he got fucked over because uh, they were working on something similar, yeah. which is why, uh, which is how um, Mickey Rourke's character is able to um, kind of replicate the same technology to uh, fight to fight uh, Iron Man. Yeah. Um, as Whiplash which they never actually say in the movie which yeah, is great yeah, it's like just that. like he just, he just did this shit he doesn't need a name or like that and also his, his whole plan is just to show Tony to show them when that god bleeds because there'll be blood in the water then yeah, yeah. which is cool it's like he's not planning to fuck you he's not trying yeah. to kill him because obviously everyone, if they're trying to kill him then you know it's the same old shit yeah, he's, like, he's not trying to conquer the world this is yeah. a very personal thing mm. so uh, that, that's kind of cool as a, to have as a villain and and then that's when he shows up at the um, the car Monte race Carlo. at Monte Carlo uh, Monaco and where we get to see the briefcase armor. We get to see the briefcase armor, which is awesome. This is not a spoiler. It's in the trailer, which I'm a little upset about. They, they, that would have been nice if they had yeah. not shown that. Well, one thing that I did like what they did with the marketing and only sort of realizing this once I've seen the film is that they, the marketing kind of sidelined um, Sam Rockwell. Mm. And that was nice because I liked Justin Hammer. He was a nice little surprise in there that, yeah. that, none, of the, that none of the trailers really uh, gave up. No. Gave, gave up about. Or, I mean, they, they showed the... 
the drones mm-hmm. in the trailer a little bit, but you didn't see them up close. And then they, they're, they're not a lot. I mean, yeah, they're, they're not they, a lot. They, they did, although they did do the, the you know the hide the bad CGI thing of doing it mostly at night at the end again, like the first movie. Yeah, <laughs> but even with that, it wasn't bad CGI. It looked good. No, it looked it looked very cool. You believe uh, in I mean, I, I feel that the third act um, delivered in a way that it delivered better than the first one did. Yeah. The, the first one um, had a great first act, great second act, kind of a not so great third act. I like uh, the suit. Suit's <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, the third act even as well, the humor I think really came through in that yeah. third act as well. The yeah. interplay between him and Rhodes mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. very much that. And uh, some zingers in those last half hour are absolutely brilliant. And I'm, and I'm sorry, Mr. Howard, but Don Cheadle mops the floor with you. I'm not thinking of you at all while, yeah. watch, while watching Don Cheadle. No. And, they addri- and I like the way they addressed that when he first comes in. Remember at the hearing? Yeah. Uh, he walks in at the hearing with a Gary Shanley hearing. Uh-huh. And he's like, yes, it's me. I'm here. Deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think of that at all. <laughs> I laughed at that bit in the cinema. I was like, that's, that's a nice way of okay let's move on yeah. <laughs> Gary Shandling is a, is a, is a, is a he's co-starring just, role almost but he, he, he has a plot point throughout and he's brilliant he's he is fucking slimy. awesome he even looks like a like a fucking snake you yeah. know like he looks he looks like leather yeah <laughs> his lips I mean he's always had that kind of weird way of holding his face but he, even more so now he's just like mm, Mr. Stark huh? he's kind of just smart he is, he is smart thanks that was really desperate you've been you've been great <laughs> Uh, and some no. nice little things they threw away as well it's like you know Tony supposedly solved the Middle East crisis yeah <laughs> I was like what the fuck <laughs> and he has you know successfully privatized world peace one thing that is uh, nice about this is you know like I don't feel they necessarily um, I think part of the problem with the movie for me is that it's kind of like a double-edged sword. I like what they were doing in terms of wanting to make sure that everybody had a reason to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one thing that was quite admirable about this movie, is that no one's just there for the hell of it. Yeah. Everyone, everyone's, Every character sort of feeds into the story. I thought uh, Black Widow would be shoehorned in, but she wasn't, and also she has an awesome fucking scene near the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scarlett Johansson's hot. Scarlett Johansson is very hot. <laughs> um, but I was disappointed by the fact that she uses an American accent. Mm. Which is she's an agent. I know she's an agent, but still, you know, it's like it's not. It's she's always had a Russian accent. Yeah, you know, and it would have been nice to have just like just the slightest hint of it. I mean, Scarlett Johansson. Well, now cover is kind of blown. She can use it a bit more. Scarlett Johansson's hot, and and she looks great in the costume, and she kicks serious ass. Yeah. Um, that like that scene in, in that white that white corridor is just uh, insane. Yeah, and it's, it's the, the lovely counterpart with Happy beating up one guy while she yeah. while she takes care of the rest is genius. Just having that. So the- all of that kind of goes quite a long way into um, you know, like sort of like. Uh, relieving my pain a little bit you yeah. know, in regards to having no Russian accent, but still, it would have been nice to have the Russian accent. Otherwise, it would, you know, would have made it perfect. And they didn't, they didn't go too far into the shield bit. I mean, there's that middle section where they have Samuel L. Jackson turn up and like give him a bit of a kicking and uh, yeah, motivate him, which I thought was a bit weird. It's like we kind of have a temporary cure, but you got to find a better one. We think you, you have a look at this as opposed to well, here it is, which is interesting, I guess, in a way. But and also at the end, they kind of have him spoilers. Uh, you know, we don't want you as part of this Avengers initiative, but we'll take you on as a consultant. Yeah. Which is kind of odd. Mm-hmm. But I guess, I don't know, maybe they're just hedging their bets in case, you know, Robert Downey Jr. suddenly decides he doesn't want to do the rest of the movies <laughs> or something. Well, I mean, probably not, because the Avengers script is, you know, it's already written, there's mm-hmm. already a shooting, they already roughly know when they're going to be shooting it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's already been, you know, so I think chances are it probably starts off that way. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, maybe he'll have to join them, like, like in the middle of the movie or something to, mm-hmm. to help like if they are going to go with the Hulk rampaging through New York bit yeah. you know then maybe he'll, maybe like he'll come on board in that because I think it'll be, so, it'll be something where it's like they're fighting they're, they're getting beaten and they say call in you know Hulkbuster or something like that and then he just turns up and it's like bam motherfucker <laughs> you know there are some code name you're like what who's that or Tin Man or something, something obvious but not that obvious call in call in Blue Steel yeah <laughs> or, or else they'll just say this is Fury Bring the rain. <laughs> so, but yeah, like uh, getting back to what I was saying, well, part of the problem is that uh, because everybody has a reason to be there, and everyone is, is sort of given that their little their little bits of time, the movie itself, I don't feel can actually sustain all of it. Oh really? Uh, because I because I think having all of that there um, really uh, unnecessarily slowed the movie down in mm-hmm. many places. Um, so it's like in theory, I understand why it's there and I appreciate why it's there, but it's kind of dead air. Mm. It's like uh, not every, we don't really give a shit about everybody. Yeah, you know what I mean. Let's just like fucking move the story along. Oh, I do. Even like when Rhodey turns up with the Air Force base, and it's the same guy from the first one who was manning the um, yep. radar control room. It's like, yeah. hey, it's that dude from Stargate. Hey, they kept him back. They got like everybody from the first movie back. No, no, and I and I and I like all that, but <laughs> this one just felt bloated. Really? For me, it, mm. it felt a little bloated in places. 
And it just kind of, I don't know, it was like it just didn't seem to have the energy that the first one had uh, for me. You know, it's like I, I really enjoyed uh, individual sequences and, and, and bullshit and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But And I really enjoyed the casting. And I there was a lot that I enjoyed about it. I don't think it's a bad movie, not at all. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it didn't do for me what the first one did. The no. first one had a very nice energy, a very nice flow that I felt this one did not have. Um, it had great set pieces. But... Um, you know what I mean, right? It's just... I think that uh, everybody should go and see it because I think it's I think it's a good sequel. Yeah. But uh, I just don't think it's as good as the first one. And I mean, uh, it's making serious bangs. It's, so. it's not Spider-Man Two. Let's put it that way. Yeah, which is what it's being compared against. But uh, yeah, it's not. I mean, Spider-Man Two is the the high watermark. You know, I mean, like uh, I, I wouldn't even say it's X-Men Two. No. It's not Spider-Man Two good. It's not X-Men Two good. You know, it's like. Uh, it's it's a good it's like Batman Returns good, mm. <laughs> you know you know what I mean? Yeah, I'd put it above Batman Returns. Really? I would put it on par with Batman Returns. Uh, we'll disagree on that. Okay. Then. <laughs> okay. Well, we're at superheroes then. Do you wanna? What did you? You finally caught Kick Ass. Yes. What did you think? This movie's awesome. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, you know, it's like watching Kick Ass. I got the same kind of feeling that I got the first time when I saw the first Iron Man. Yeah. You know, like that same kind of energy. It just moves. And uh, I loved it. I, I loved it more. I enjoyed it more than Iron Man too. Yeah. You know, to be honest with you, uh, I thought Nicolas Cage was awesome. He's brilliant. Nicolas Cage, fucking, he 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 comes close to stealing it. Yeah. He comes close to stealing it. He would have stolen it if, if it, it wasn't, wasn't for if it wasn't for Chloe Moretz's hit girl. Yeah. It, she's so fucking awesome. Yeah. It's such an awesome character. Yeah. You know, it's like. And, uh, you know, that bit, like, after... Uh, okay, moment, spoiler. <laughs> uh, but it's just a, it's just an awesome, awesome movie. Uh, it's You need to be a certain kind of person to enjoy it. If you take things a little too seriously, uh, this movie could... You know, it's quite morally reprehensible. Totally. <laughs> that's why it's great. <laughs> but, but that's, you know, what... You're the kind of person you are will be, uh, be very clear, like, depending on how you feel about this movie. Mm. You know, if, if you're kind of, like, a little sort of... You know, the issues of you know, of, you know, the role model for kids and all, you know, having a curse and kill people left, right, and center, and have no real morals or qualms about doing that at all. None of that crossed my mind because I was like, she's kicking ass. I know exactly. It's fucking. It's fun. Yeah. It's just such a fun flick, and it's um, and Aaron Johnson is uh, good. You know, he's all right. I mean, I thought he was a bit blank. I mean, he was. He was. But uh, the, you know, that's what that's his character. Yeah. But I found I, I thought like him. He, it was actually quite a generous performance. He's not trying to see. He, you know, it's not like an overbearing performance. No. Um, and in that regard, I thought it was good. And uh, he was getting really good reviews for this other movie he did called Nowhere Boy. Yes, uh, about John Lennon. Yeah, where he plays John Lennon. Apparently, he's excellent in that. So mm. I'd be interested to see what else this kid does. Yeah. And um, Mince Platts. Mince Platts. <laughs> and Mark Strong is the back. Mark Strong is great. Mark Strong is Mark Strong is the bodyguard with the bazooka. <laughs> That's just a fun little bit throughout. It's nice. Holy fucking shit. News just in Wachowski to direct a hard or gay love story. They're gonna do their. their Is that Larry with the pink hair? It looks like it. Holy shit. This is great radio, by the way, folks. (laughs) Um, Holy fuck. Yeah, the Wachowski brothers are gonna direct a hard R fucking. (laughs) Gay love story. They're they're doing the male male version of Bound. (laughs) I still love you, uh, Philip Morris, in other words. Jesus Christ. Uh, I love you hard, Philip Mars. Oh, look, and another woman says Roman Polanski raped her. Oh, really? Dude, it's not looking good for Rosemary's baby. <laughs> yeah, Kick-Ass is very great. Film. No, I really enjoyed it. So, I mean, like, if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. I haven't it. checked recently, but I don't know. Was and it I really love the... Was it doing uh, good the, money? Hmm? Was it doing good money? It didn't open so well in the States, which is, which is weird. I don't know why that's... Because it, it... This was a true... A lot of the... I got a lot of publicity stuff while I was in the UK, and, you know... I, was, I saw them, I saw Mark Miller and uh, it's not making shitloads of money but it's yeah. not doing uh, too badly either but uh, Matthew Vaughn like he raised the money and mm-hmm. you know he put his, everything on the line for it you know he turned down X-Men 2 although he might be doing X-Men first class now no, he is oh, he's, confirmed. he's confirmed yeah. he's definitely doing that he's, doing, so. he's definitely doing it back in the X-Men trial but um, and, you know uh, this is a, it was a true labour of love this movie you know and it shows I mean uh, I really love the, um, the, the the motion comic sequence like the, the, the that sequence that's the oh the the the, or the secret origin of Hit Girl and Big Daddy yeah 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 that was really cool yeah. how, the, how they did it like it was a motion comic that was very fun that was cool but yes I highly recommend it check it out definitely what what I said <laughs> okay so I went to see uh, when I was in London they had the ninth Sci-Fi London Film Festival at the Apollo uh, Theater and Piccadilly Circus mm-hmm. a local color for you mm-hmm. uh, it took me a while to find it. <laughs> 
But uh, this is kind of cool. The cool little cinema. It's like it's all underground. Have you ever been there? No. You go in the down. You go in the front door. You get your tickets and you go all the way like downstairs. So all the cinemas are along the central corridor. There's a bar. Oh right. You get a beer. Uh, they had a whole load of movies set up the They also had like a preview of Radio Free Album of the new Philip K. Dick movie. Mm-hmm. But I didn't get a chance to catch that. Um, Did you see the trailer for the Adjustment Bureau? No. Uh, this looks pretty cool, actually. Yeah. It, it looks it's uh, based on the Philip K. Dick idea as well, I think. Uh, Matt Damon and Emily, uh, Emily Blunt. Oh. And it looks like a science fiction, science fiction sort of paranoia thriller version of uh, with with shades of the Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind type oh. type of stuff. Cool. It's a love story. Hmm. Science fiction. Science. Fuck. Science fiction love story. That's why they call it sci-fi. <laughs> Speaking of Tom Cruise, did you see the trailer for Night and Day? This popped up recently. I just caught it and I was like, "What the fuck?" It's like um, him and uh, Cameron, Diaz? Cameron Diaz. Yeah, he looks retarded. Totally. It looks so stupid. <laughs> and he's, he's he looks like like he looks like the real Tom Cruise. Like he seems like a douchebag. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like an asshole. Totally. No, I can't say I'm particularly excited about that. No. So at this film festival. Apart from showing StarCraft 2 fucking matches all the time, we were waiting for, for what I, I went to see Hunter Prey by Sandy Calera and uh, a movie, a little movie called Drones, which is, um, stars Jonathan M. Woodward, who's been in a lot of uh, Joss Whedon stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but before Hunter Prey, they made us sit in the fucking theatre for like half an hour while a StarCraft match played out. You know, StarCraft is like this real time strategy game. Mm-hmm. With commentary over the fucking screen, and that's it on for like half an hour. And like by the end of it, when people were saying, when the guy was saying, "Oh, and that's a fantastic use of shields," because this is like, this is a spectator sport in Korea. Mm-hmm. They actually they go nuts for this shit for the first StarCraft. Like it is actually on TV and stuff like that. There, it's been out so long now mm-hmm. that there are professional StarCraft players who've reached the pinnacle of their careers and retired and are now coaching up the next guys. Mm-hmm. I like to see a movie like that, <laughs> but they left the shit on the screen forever. And when I went, the fuck is the movie starting? But when it did get starting, they did a nice thing. They threw out free books and DVDs at the beginning of each showing, which was quite cool. Oh. What kind of books? So a sci-fi imprint, small, kind of small press things. Jenna Mayville was there uh, doing a panel. I catch him. They had some guys from 2000 AD. Oh, right. Talking about stuff as well. It wasn't clear how you get into those because they were booked out. I didn't realize you could book for those. So I missed those. But um, the first movie I saw was called Hunter Prey. And this is made by a guy called Sandy Calera, who you might have heard for. If you look on YouTube, look under Batman Dead End. Mm-hmm. He did a little kind of uh, fan film, kind of calling card thing. Yep, which, um, which is awesome. Which, which is awesome, and it's like Batman fighting the Joker, and the Joker's kind of cool, and Batman, the, the outfit looked awesome. Yep. And then um, aliens and predators and start alien, turning up. Aliens and predators start turning up. <laughs> awesome. Halfway through, you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah! And apparently, um, the guy who played the Joker in that movie was um, one of uh, Kurt Cameron's friends, or one of... Um, Jeremy Miller's friends on Growing Pains. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It was one of the one of the um, sort of like characters that popped in and out as one of the son's friends. I can't remember which one. Oh. And uh, and I think since he's gone missing, like really? I, I think I think I remember reading somewhere. Fuck. I, I can't quite remember, but I think something's happened to the poor fucker. Well, if you listen, get in touch. <laughs> if you have any information of the whereabouts of the kid who played the Joker on <laughs> so his career obviously wasn't going that great because that's I can't remember his name. Yeah. So the dude look- who might have been either Kurt Cameron or Jeremy Miller's friend on <laughs> Growing Pains. Do you know him? <laughs> <laughs> have you seen this man? But um, Hunter Prey is a little movie. I don't know how they funded it. It's, it's a pretty small independent movie. At the moment, I'm not sure. It, it seems to only be getting showed at uh, film festivals. So if there's one on, see it. I, I presume it's going to get a DVD release eventually. But mm-hmm. um, it's awesome. Um, it concerns this, like, there's these three guys they're basically three Boba Fett's they have this cool badass looking armor and they look shit hot in it mm-hmm. and they crash land on this planet and their prisoner escapes and he's already takes out a couple of them at the beginning and their prisoner's in this mask and you don't know what's going on at all um, you've got an uppity kind of corporal given out to the boss man they don't know they don't even know why they're shepherding this prisoner back on what kind of the mission they're on and uh, so they set off after chasing this guy mm-hmm. and it's cool it's all shot in the desert it looks like it could be just a generational thing like when we saw Star Wars or when we remember seeing Star Wars it was the 80s so the 70s was already this weird period we weren't aware of yeah. but it had a timeless look to it mm-hmm. you know what I mean the haircuts and everything like that you don't think oh 70s it doesn't, you don't, yeah. it's not yeah. screaming Saturday Night Fever it's screaming a galaxy far far away a long time ago mm-hmm. whereas this is kind of has that same timeless look it, like Silent Running came to mind a little bit as well as where like you know it doesn't it's, this is not going to age there's very little even the Silent Running is actually quite dated if you watch it now really? yeah I like it. but um Bruce Stern doesn't age 
<laughs> he's awesome forever. I'll he has punch, all, your, I'll punch you in the back of the head. He has always looked like the fir- his first scene in the Burbs. Yeah. <laughs> always. Walter! <laughs> your piece of... Was it? Piece of scum barking dog who just shot on my lawn again. <laughs> Took his last crap on my lawn. <laughs> so, um... I love that movie. I gotta watch the Burbs again. <laughs> You've mentioned it before. You're Tom Cruise should have won won an Oscar for that movie. Tom Cruise. I mean, Tom Tom. Hanks. <laughs> I'm fucking. I'm 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 somewhere else. You're not right. You're not right. <laughs> I'm not right in the head today. Uh, but uh, so they, they set off after this guy, and there's like it's a very hard. It, it, I can't go into much more detail about the plot because there is a few little. I wouldn't call them twists, but there's the changing your expectations. Yeah. With regards to who's the hunter, who's the prey, mm. and it is very cool. And there's a guy. I think his name is it's like Demon Poitier I don't know if he's related to um, the other Poitier Sydney Sydney <laughs> Poitier the other the other Poitier but um, he is badass in this I mean he gets a, he, he comes across as very much like a Damien Lewis kind of character he's got that kind of weird way of talking and stuff but he's very cool in this um and it's just it's a, it's a commentary on like you know soldiers of war and what they're doing and you know the futility of fighting and all that kind of stuff but it's just a very badass sci-fi movie and it looks cool throughout. even this computer graphics they use in it are kind of like they're not dated looking but they are like you know they're not they're not totally what would you would think of as the cutting edge today you know I'm sure the Iron Man suit stuff once everyone has that in their house will look a bit aged whereas this is just like you know it's basic mm-hmm. in that so it, it's what they need to do so it looks kind of cool but um, I would highly recommend if you hear about this movie showing anywhere mm-hmm. definitely or on DVD definitely worth a watch it's really good it constantly upsets your expectations and just it's brilliant no I, I really want to see it because I really enjoyed Batman Dead End and I'd be it really really curious to see what this guy would do with a bigger budget and do a proper Does, is it getting a, a theatrical release uh, I'm not sure because it was finished last year and I think it's only been shown film at the moment uh, their website doesn't say Right, <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I would have asked, but uh, Sandy Calera was supposed to be there, but unfortunately, a sponsor dropped out of the show, and also the fucking volcano in Iceland meant he couldn't make it. Right, so that was kind of shit because they did have actually either directors or actors from a lot of the movies turning up, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which was very cool. But yeah, nice little film festival there. Sweet. So tell me about Twilight. Twilight. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, Deep breath. <sighs> okay. We can get through this. Here's here. What do you think of the first? Let's start with the first. Uh, okay, okay. I, I, I can't. Really, I don't really understand the. Okay, I understand why it would appeal to teenage girls. Yeah. I, I think if you're a girl between the ages of twelve and sixteen, then yeah, I can't imagine you. It is a guide to how to find a douchebag to go out with. Pr- pretty much, but uh, it's like okay, I can't for Bella, Bella Swan. She moves to this. She moves from Arizona for reasons that I can't remember because it's not interesting. Moves to this place um, that's kind of like um, a very small, populated, like small town. Uh, I think it's called Sticks. Is it, is it called something like Sticks or something? I don't know. Again, it's not interesting enough to remember. To go live with her dad, and the dad's the chief of police over there. Um, and there's this guy at school. He's so dreamy. It's a bit, wait, wait. And so, like, so she gets to school, and um, like she meets some of the locals there. Who there's one like Asian gay boy, and like a couple of other chicks. One of them, one of them's uh, Anna Kendrick. She's actually quite fun. Anna Kendrick there. She was she was also in Up in the Air with uh, with George Clooney. I can say that one yet. And she plays um, Scott, Scott Pilgrim's sister. In, what does she do in this? She's just her. Uh, she's just like um, yeah one of her friends. Yeah yeah her. one of the friends at high school. And then so they and then so they're, they're hanging out in the uh, cafeteria and Bella Swan is just like the most depressed chick on the planet. Uh, she's just like you know never seems to be at all. She happy. defines emo. Life is just you know you know life is just kicking her ass on a daily basis type of thing you know even though her life isn't really that bad she's got an orange pickup truck there you go she's got an orange pickup truck that she loves she's <laughs> got a sweet V8 or something so, you know and they're in the cafeteria and then all these cool dudes walk in and they're known as the cones <laughs> and it's like they glide in they glide in and they've all got a partner except one this guy Edward Cullen who is like so dreamy. <laughs> it's just like you know, like uh, you know, the, the best-looking man on the planet, sort of, sort of thing, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and they really play that up in New Moon. Oh, really? It's like the very first time you see him in New. I saw both of these movies. Uh, the very, fir- the very first time you see him in New Moon, it's like hard guitars, music, and I'm a rock star. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so she, and so Bella Swan sees Edward Cullen, and for reasons that she cannot explain, 
sorts of things that he's like really dreamy and like wants to talk to. Him. I think it's primarily because he's, he's a dick to her. Yeah, no, 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 not at the beginning. Like before they meet, like she kind of like notices oh, yeah, yeah. him, you know. And then they meet in chemistry class. They're like sharing a desk, whatever, sharing a workstation. And he acts like a douche. And he acts like a complete dick. And you know, and later we find out it's because she gives him the thirst, and he, he like he wants her blood, and he finds her interesting. And uh, what I like, it's really he does um, what I like to call indicative acting, which is like I shall physically show you how I'm feeling. Because <laughs> remember, he's gripping hold of the fucking <laughs> workstation, you know, because he's got the thirst, and he just looks like a moron. And his eyes are cold. <laughs> his eyes are cold. And he's he's like you know tensing up and gripping the workstation. He doesn't nod because someone was saying like at some point does he like kind of like looks at the camera, like as if like because the the actor. K-Pats might actually be in on the fact that this is absolutely fucking ludicrous because he seems like a cool guy when these interviews yeah, 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 he's yeah, not yeah. like Zac Efron or some of that or yeah, yeah. Justin fucking Bieber <laughs> he seems to be kind of cool and he has made interesting choices with other movies yeah well, yeah it's like, uh, it's like I, I am trying to be something else other than yeah. Evercolor no, not really successful at it but you know you, know, you, gotta, you gotta respect him for trying yeah. um, but I, I didn't notice that because <laughs> It's just the whole movie. Uh, yeah, the whole movie just like is suffers with this huge weight of self importance. Yeah, you know that, that you're just like, oh my. God. Well, that's why teenagers like it. It's like I know, oh, I know. God, it's like my, oh, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to anybody. The fall of Rome was nothing to how I feel right now. So he's a complete dick to her, and you know because she's a high school chick, that makes her hot. That makes her hot, you know, and she she gets all wet for it. You know, it's like for reasons she cannot explain. Like before, like the movie, you're not even twenty minutes into the movie, and she's already like said, I am helplessly in love with this person. And, and and therefore choose to to uh, behave in the rest of the movie like the most forlorn person yeah. that ever lived, and and he he feel, he feels the same way. He has to like take a few days off because it's really sunny out and he glows in the sun. And He's a sparkle. He wire. sparkles in, in the sun, and uh, he doesn't want her to see him sparkle. <laughs> he, just, he could just like replace sparkle with some other word. Throughout that sentence, it would still be fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was sunny out, and you know he, he can't be seen in the sun because he starts wanking. <laughs> he, he wanks in the sun, <laughs> and she does, and he doesn't want her to see him wank. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but yeah, that's what I was thinking. He cries in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> He's a vampire. He's a pretty good vampire. <laughs> um. Oh yeah, spoilers, he's a vampire <laughs> Yes, he's, uh, yeah, he's, he's a vampire And uh, the reason why he's behaving like a douche Is not because he wants to be a douche But because She smells of bacon Because she smells of blood <laughs> And he's a vegetarian vampire And he, you know, he and his family they, call them, they actually call themselves in the movie My family, call, my family we call ourselves vegetarians Because yeah. they only feed on animal blood Yeah it is. <laughs> Are you getting a sense of how retarded this movie is? <laughs> <laughs> also, he's like creepy old yeah he's, he's like, like <laughs> and that's another thing about this movie that's just really weird is that he's like over 100 years old yeah now uh, we're a lot younger than that and even we have realized that oh. high school chicks are a pain in the ass yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're considered you must have developed some kind of maturity in the hundred, over 100 years that you've been alive nope. why would you fall for a high school chick yeah. who's illegal she's not you know she doesn't turn 18 until new moon <laughs> Also, that doesn't really matter because, you know, again, it's this thing, it's like, you know, if you think, if you follow the, I think it's somewhere which else. Makes, which makes this, the moral of the story is that if you find someone and you fall in love with them, even if they're a complete dickhead to you, they do have a moral center of good, so you should stick with them through the beatings until, uh, you know, you, you bring out that nugget of gold. That's a terrible fucking lesson for I know, a movie. I know, I know, which explains a lot of the domestic abuse that goes on in America. Yeah. You know? <laughs> This is a rite of passage. This Twilight's is... actually a satire. <laughs> Either that or the most bizarre love story ever told about pedophilia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. It's and, and necrophilia. And necrophilia. It's, yeah. yeah, it's fucked up. I mean, even before they kind of get professing love for her, is that that scene where she thinks it's a dream sequence where he's in the room? Yeah. But no, he's in the fucking room. He was actually there. He's a super fucking creepy stalker. <laughs> That's bizarre. He's like he's a super he's like super stalker from the Superman Returns. Like he can literally be in your room and that without you knowing about it. I know. Ooh. I know. It's just like it's it's weird, you know. And it's like the amount of times that people have that, that people look into each other's eyes and just like acting like they're holding their breath for for a really long time. Yeah. It's just. Or oh, trying to divide one hundred seventy seven by fourteen. I, <laughs> 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 I mean, no, no amount of cutesy piggyback rides makes up for the fact that he's a fucking creep. I know. He's a fucking asshole, but and his family's quite nice. His dad is played by his dad's good Peter Facinelli, the guy who played the dick in Can't Hardly Wait. Ah, I don't yeah. know where you saw him from. And the mysterious stranger in Supernova. 
I couldn't get off the trailer. Uh, me neither. Uh, that movie is worth going to see just to see uh, what James Spader looks like really buff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Angela James, Bassett's in there as well, right? Angela Bassett's in there as well, yeah. They, they have a weightless sex scene. But they're, yeah, but that and they, they're getting the goo together, right, at the end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have seen it all, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just and so the, creepy and, and weird. And these other vampires turn up and they're like, mmm, so we brought dinner. Yeah, it's like. Um, she smells like bacon. <laughs> it's like there's this other group of like traveling sort of. Uh, like these other vampires are just passing through, but they're not vegetarians. They're they carny vampires. They actually do like uh, human flesh. And so when they when they see um, the Cullens playing baseball with the uh, fucking. <laughs> they can only play when it's a thunderstorm because, know, because of the every noise. Time they hit, like, it makes so much noise. And it's just so ridiculous, you know, watching these fucking vamp- vampires play baseball. A family. Play, you know, it's like some fucking weird Brady Bunch type of thing, you know. Oh, only superpowered. <laughs> Fucking, they're hitting it like half a mile or a mile each time. I know, I know, I know. Oh. And so these other like um, non-vegetarian vampires like jump in and they say like, "Can we join your game?" And then all of a sudden it turns into West Side Story. Yeah, like, the gangs are squaring off. Because <laughs> <laughs> they literally square they literally off. And it's like you know, they hook their elbows. It's like Arr. they're getting ready for. I was waiting for the music to kick in. And then you know they, they sense that uh, one of them isn't a vampire and because Bella's there and then they're you like, give the whole story. Well, I mean, I'm not giving away much. I'm not like, giving it, but I mean, everyone knows it's fucking been out over a year now. Yeah, well, I'm just like saying, like it's uh, I'm, I'm talking it's ludicrous. About, I'm talking about it like to just to you know illustrate how ludicrous it is. It's fucking retarded, you know. Uh, and and so yeah, and then it starts from there. They have her over for dinner and, and they don't know how to cook. And this that's is interesting. And this is the main conflict that's going to keep going is this fucking redhead chick, Victoria. Because, like, she's the main sort of threat. Even in the second one, she's the main threat. Well, she's just a bit bitchy, isn't she? It's the, it's the other guy who can't control his, his hunger, his thirst. I thought he's kind of... Uh, I know, but, like, a, like a, he, uh, gets, he gets his ass handed to him. Yeah. And so... <laughs> it's just ridiculous. And then the second one, basically, after all the bullshit that they go through in the first one, it's like, I love you so much, it fucking hurts. Uh, in, in the second one... I'm off. In, in, the second, <laughs> in the second one, I love you so much, I must leave. Because, like, you'll never be safe otherwise. Because I can't control but, myself. I might just rape you at any minute. But I'm not going to tell you this um, because, like, that would be too easy. So I'm just going to tell you that I don't want you in my life. And I'm just going to be a dick to you. And then I'm going to fucking leave. And, you know, and then this gives Wolfboy no, a no, chance. No, he's going to be more of a dick to her. More of a dick to her. And this gives Wolfboy a chance to, like, z- like hone... Turn it down there! Shirtless o'clock. His motivations for taking his shirt off in, in New Moon is just ridiculous. It's like, it's like, why the fuck do you? I mean, why the fuck do you even get dressed? <laughs> hey man, my shirt really chafes. You know, hey, my pants really chafe. They they draw so much attention to the fact that this guy's been working out. It's yeah. not even funny. It's even in the dialogue. Really? Like when we first see him, fucking uh, Bella Swan's like, wow, look, hello biceps. <laughs> you know, it's like you know you you know you, you've been working out or whatever. Like they actually. Because like, she is actually all about the physical. It's again, it's another great message for yeah, our kid for yeah. our time. It's like you know, it's go like, for people who are incredibly hot. Ignore the people who are actually nice. Yes, exactly, exactly. He's not so much of it. He's actually a nice guy. Yeah, the first movie he spends, he is a lovesick puppy. Like kind of, he, he's got the ballads for her. Yep, yep. Because he's kind of mooning after her, but she's having none of it. She doesn't none even see it. any yeah, of it. Doesn't give a shit. <laughs> and even in this one, it's like. It, she's such a bitch, you know. Like she like lets him in, like tell, tells tells him that she loves him and everything. But just as a friend, yeah. you know, it's like uh, I'll fucking I'll fucking like uh, if, I have, if I have to, to the friend zone. Like yes, and I'm not gonna let you leave the friend zone. Yeah, and I'm gonna yeah, constantly yeah, remind yeah, you that you're in the friend zone. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like it, morally, it's it, I'd reprehensible. Say, I'd say it's more more morally reprehensible than Kickass, to be honest with you. You know, I was I was kind of insulted watching this movie. It's like you are you are promoting fucking. <laughs> You are promoting shallowness. Yeah. <laughs> this movie is, is is a crime against humanity. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for the third one. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I only saw the trailer. I saw the trailer for the third one before uh, uh, they sh- they showed it before Iron Man two, and I literally like after. I actually said after the movie, after the trailer was done, I was like, "What the fuck?" Do you talk a lot in movies? No, no, no. You're saying like, "Nice, nice move, Terrence Howard." <laughs> it's like everyone else, shut the fuck up, will you? Stop narrating everything. I do not talk during movies. Yeah, uh, that's a big, that's a big note of me. I sometimes talk a little bit uh, af- b- between trailers. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? Because I think that that's oh, you can okay. talk during trailers, especially if it's a new movie. <laughs> Hang on, what's the last one? Twilight's the last one. Twilight was the first one. New Moon's the second one. This one coming up is called Eclipse. Uh-huh. And the next one will be Breaking Dawn. Mm. My brother Duncan actually knows the whole fucking thing. Has he read them? <laughs> no, he Wikipedia. <laughs> Apparently, I'm, I'm just waiting for the scene where the vampire baby kicks its way out of a womb. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be awesome. I heard about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, you know, I mean, that's probably where the lesson comes in. It's like, hey, you know all the shallowness that we said happened? You're going to get fucking pregnant and it's going to kill you. <laughs> like, they're, they're adding their little uh, slice uh, slice of um, sort of adding to the whole melon coming through your mouth sort of um, yeah. imagery. It's and say like, it's kicking its way out. Yeah. <laughs> the Kung Fu melon. <laughs> that... I reckon that'll catch on. Yeah, I was about that then. The first script. Just call it the Kung Fu Melon. It can be about anything, but we're calling it Kung Fu Melon. But, so, I mean, like... Uh, Hang on, Hollywood's on the phone. I can kind of... Und- I mean, like, watching it, I-, I was thinking that it would actually work better as a series if it, if it was a TV series. It is. You know, it's because, called Vampire Diaries because on, on it, it, it could probably work in, in 45-minute chunks. Yeah. You know, like, as some, like... I mean, it really is... Because then you blow chunks every 45 minutes. No, because minutes. it does feel very much like a TV series. Even the way that the movies end, it ends on these weird sort of bullshit cliffhangers that, like, oh, I can't wait for next week. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, especially the way New Moon ends. The yeah. way New Moon ends, it feels like the end of a TV TV series. Will Bella and Edward make it through? Something like that. I mean, you can't, you know, you're watching. Will Egghead get away with his dastardly crime? And another thing about New Moon, it is, oh, it is painfully long. It is such a pointlessly long. <laughs> no, really? It really is way too long. Is that because it just hovers on pecs and stuff for way too long, or? I mean, it, the, uh, you could. It's literally about forty or fifty minutes worth of scenes where people are just saying. I love you and I'm in pain. <laughs> I love you and it hurts so much. <laughs> you know, like, uh, there's, there's a fucking, some fucking lines in there that you laugh your ass off. <laughs> you laugh your ass off because it's so ridiculous. And, like, it's lines like, you know, like, uh, you... Like, you know, you, is the Volturi in this one, though? The Volturi is in this one, yeah. Michael Sheen's kind of cool. Yeah, I was going to ask him. You, you can see that Michael Sheen is just like... Living it up. Loving it. Yeah, yeah. Loving it. I'm in pop culture, and I love it. Well, we kind of knew that once he was there. Like, I mean, when I watched Frost Nixon, I was like, this is the same guy from Underworld, for fuck's sake. And he was in all the other words. When yeah, I saw yeah, the third yeah. one, I forgot that. Yeah, yeah, And, like, in the third one, he's like, are you humans? Oh, are you like us? <laughs> this is like... It's Dude. so weird. It's yeah, so weird yeah. watching him in it. And he's ripped, and it's like, no, he's a skinny guy. What the fuck? Ugh. When he gets buff, he looks like Simon Pegg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's just a very long movie. There, there are so many repetitive scenes. And it's like, after he leaves her, right? You know, naturally, she's all crushed. She, and starts, having, she starts, like, becoming a thrill, an yeah, adrenaline yeah, yeah. junkie because what she does is that she can see him. Yeah, or some yeah, shit yeah, like that. yeah. She starts, like, becoming an adrenaline junkie because then she gets, she, you know, like... Cause he'll she goes from just, like, normal insane to certifiable insane. Yeah, you know, like, and, cause, and she doesn't actually... She doesn't only just... She doesn't only see him. He actually, like, says shit to her. It's like she'll be, she'll be, she's going to be doing something dangerous, and he'll just pop up in the side and go, "Don't do it." <laughs> Welcome to Crazy Town, Population Bella. You know, so it's like, therefore, telling you, you know, like, and, and once that starts happening, you really are thinking, "Why the fuck did you leave then?" If you're constantly going to be connected this way, it's so stupid. It, oh, is there an actual connection, or it's is she like, just batshit? There's insane? actually, there's actually like an actual connection, and uh, because, and something that you realize later on, like once she meets the Volturi, is that she's uh, immune to their powers. So, oh. so it's like Michael Sheen's powers like with, with one touch he, can, he knows every thought you've ever had she, she's immune to it he can't read shit um, Robert, but they can still smell her like, yeah like Robert Pattinson's character you can is, never wash out the smell of bacon <laughs> just stays with you forever like luggage <laughs> <laughs> like mismatched luggage <laughs> but uh, so, it, it, so so if it was in 45 chunks I could probably tolerate it a lot more really because like New Moon I lost interest in it in like about half an hour yeah and it, it's like so, so it's it, it, it's just like you just feel like you're watching the same scenes over and over again and Wolf Boy is just a fucking moron it's just like t- take a hike pal <laughs> dude you, you ain't getting any you, you cannot get more ripped and she's not interested that's a pretty clear sign that she's not gonna be interested <laughs> what did you just do <laughs> I made water come out of my nose <laughs> That's why you're special. <laughs> but yeah, I, have to go put my I, helmet on. I, I understand the appeal this the, the, this series of movies has to high school girls, but beyond that, I just don't understand. Yeah. You know, like Twilight Moms, you guys are freaks. You guys are fucking freaks. You've heard of the Twilight Moms, right? Twilight. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that, I mean like the, these these twi- these mo- these moms, yeah, yeah, yeah. these middle aged fucking white women that like uh, you know like want want to want to sleep with high school students. It's very you know unhealthy. And probably not very hygienic. There's been something recently. Oh, no, I started watching Home with Thomas Jane. You seen that? Heard about that? I've seen one episode of that. I thought personally, I thought it was like a poor man's uh, Californication. In a way, I guess. Um, 
but you know I mean there's that and some other show as well they're starting to show like yeah when you fuck when you you know winners go home and fuck the prom queen they then get her pregnant and they get stuck in a life that they hate <laughs> you know they're, they're kind of that seems to be coming around in popular culture now it's no longer like you know the jock or the geek gets the girl it's like yeah when you get that girl she is beautiful but that's, she's beautiful in high school and that's because she's shallow and she spends all her time looking beautiful and when you marry her and you have 16 kids it's not going to be enough mm. so yep Twilight Moms you're sick um I don't really have anything much anything more to add about that movie <laughs> I mean we saw the first one that was it it was enough for me I don't think I need to see the second one but I am glad I saw it though because we've, we've been talking they can so, rag on it even yeah, more yeah because we've been talking so much shit about it I, that's the main reason why I felt like I should see it yeah you know it's like uh, just in case I liked it <laughs> you know that, that would be uh, if you liked it this podcast as an entity would be done I know <laughs> <laughs> you're sitting there in your Tyler Legner t-shirt your Team Edward t-shirt every fucking week fuck <laughs> that <laughs> <laughs> Team Adama for the win so uh, the, th- the other movie I cut at the Sci-Fi London music- Movie Festival was a little movie called Drones mm-hmm. and uh, the actor made up from that um, Mr. Woodward Jonathan M. Woodward uh, I don't know you see Firefly yep you know the one where they get the coffin in yep, the mail yep, yep, yep. the guy in the box yep <laughs> um, he's been in like NCIS a lot of TV shows he's in Angel he's in Firefly he's in Buffy the Vampire Slayer he made a little joke about you know Justin Collin for Dollhouse <laughs> but it was cool he, he was on site as well and we had a little, little talk about it and it was actually quite cool they had it like a set up like an actual interview they had one of the guys who was running the, the con was sitting in a little table very, very like Parkinson or something like that and had a little chat with him and that was quite cool they did take questions from the audience but like he was just talking about stuff. and the genesis of this movie was that they had an office for two weeks. Mm-hmm. There's this office that was available for two weeks, so they asked a friend of theirs to, um, I think it's Jane Espenson, no, no, I think Jane Espenson. Some of the some of the people who like Amber Amber Benson was co-director. You know, she was Tara and Buffy, mm-hmm. and Adam Bush, Adam Bush, sorry, who in Buffy, I think he was one of the geeks. Yeah, he was one of the nerd trio, and then the the one that wasn't um, Jonathan and the blonde guy. Where from? What from Buffy? He was Warren. Right, right. Remember the three guys yeah, 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 started yeah, 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 yeah. gang up on Buffy? So, um, he goes, they, so they co-directed it, and it's basically they just they had the access to a, an office space for two weeks. They dragged the true together a script, and they shot it there in two weeks. And it's actually quite, again, interesting seeing the people talking about it in that, um, you know, there's a lot of, like, long scenes. There's not an awful lot of close-ups because they would take too long to do both ends of it, whereas they were doing it, it was very much like a, very kind of like a stage play, mm-hmm. but in a cool way. And it's a cool little, it's like office space, just a standard office. I'm not sure you ever even find out what they actually make. And um, Jonathan Woodward's Jonathan, I call him Jonathan now. How was that? I smelled his hair. But um, his character Brian has um, this kind of the hot sister's girl Amy who works across the way. He's got his friend uh, Clark who he hangs out with. Mm-hmm. And. Um, it's just the standard office stuff until he walks in on he walks in he goes to get some stationery that Clark's already got ahead to him when he opens the door Clark's there and he's all blue and glowy all this weird shit's happening and he kind of just gets on with it afterwards he doesn't really talk about it but then um, you know Clark comes back and says you saw me doing that thing the, yeah I saw that what was that all about and he takes it in a total cool way there's no freaking out in this movie at all and it's just like oh yeah I'm an alien I've uh, come from another planet. Like, what are you here for? It's like, well, we're just checking you out. Well, why? Oh, when I found my report, it's like whether we invade or not. It's like, what? It's like, I don't know. It's, it's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm totally going to delay that. I'm going to put it off as long as possible. It's cool. I like it here. It's like, okay. And then it just turns out that there's way more people in his office or aliens, and there's like, there's a kind of, but they don't know there's different groups of aliens, and they're all there for different reasons. And it's just like, what about him? Is he an alien? Him? No, I don't think so. And there's this whole thing about him not being able to. Clark was the closest to his real name. What's your real name? It's like, like Clark? No. Right. and it's like they're saying the exact same word constantly and it's like did I get it yet and it's like oh you got that time <laughs> so there's this whole thing like you know he's starting going out with the alien girl and it's, it starts it goes through the phases of a relationship they love each other deeply over the weekend mm-hmm. and then like, it just goes through day by day mm-hmm. and uh, then he pisses her off so she decides to move up the invasions and destroy planet earth because <laughs> you know that's that, that kind of, those kind of bitter retaliations they have at the end of it um, Angela Betts plays Amy they said as well they kind of went for this kind of timeless like Mad Men 50 style it's not totally 50 style but like a, a weird like people dress in weird clothes it's all very formal and stuff like that mm-hmm. um, no one really mentions the stapler which would have been a nice touch it's very odd mm-hmm. I mean it's very hard, it's hard to recommend because it's not laugh out loud funny there's a few laugh out loud bits but it's not consistently funny all the way through but it's very grinsome 
Mm. And it's just a cute little movie, just about, you know, officers are weird. And uh, watch out, you never know who might be an alien in them. <laughs> it's just odd. Oh, his boss is absolutely brilliant. Um, he's, he's the new Ed Bishop, you know Ed Bishop? Not Ed Bishop. Ed Bishop, yeah. The guy from UFO. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been in... He's in The Office, Rolf. Mm-hmm. Oh, he plays, he plays Dr. Venture in The Venture Brothers. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, and his voice is that kind of, yeah, you know, kind of nasal stuff. Mm-hmm. He's been in Weeds, he's been in Medium. I think he might have been in Sopranos or something as well, someone mentioned. Numbers, the Terminator, Sarah Connor Chronicles, across the universe. Oh, yeah. Which one? Who is he in? Sadie's manager. I can't fucking remember. Yeah, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, Sex in the City. Anyway, he's very cool. He's kind of smarmy, but he's a nice boss. Like he kind of, you look at him and you think douchebag, but he actually nothing he does reinforces that at all, and he's really cool. And just his acting and everything about it, he's very kind of stiff and like, but in a great way. It's, it's he's not he's not doing Gary Cole from Office Space. He's not that level of douchebag, but he has that ma- those mannerisms. But he's a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's very very watchable. He's very cool. I want to see this guy. And if they do UFO, they should just fuck Pacey. They get what they get in Pacey in it, weren't they? Yeah, Pacey and Ellie Larder. You should get him to play Ed Bishop because he can do. He, he talks like that. He has that American. You know that that uh, American voice that Ed Bishop used to have. Was Ed Bishop, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Straker. Uh, but uh, he was, you know, he was for me. That was like that's Britain's favorite American. This guy can easily slide into that slot again because he has those that English mannered aspect of it. But he has a kick-ass American accent. Um. So yeah, it's cool. But it all just takes place in this office. You don't see anything else because obviously, and you don't even see the daylight. I was mean, halfway through, and I was like, "There's no windows." But I guess it's again they were just shooting whenever they wanted to and stuff like that. And there's a little little uh, dramas going on through the office as well that are in the background that are like quite nice. It's like this this whole thing with this guy going out with this other girl and he'd been a dick to her, and then like you know they threaten her. And oh, the way that the the girlfriend communicates with her home base is she talks to the printer. <laughs> Oh, the, the, the photocopy machine, and everyone thinks she's a bit weird for that until the photo. You know, when, they, when she's talking to it once, the photocopy machine is talking back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just like, and it's just like every conference call you've ever been on. How are you there? Is this, is this is, is it working? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, God, great, great, great. Yeah. You got the thing? Oh, yeah. We should get the package in the next day. You haven't got it yet? Okay. Let me let me see if I can I'll sign it. Hey, 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 did you guys send that thing? You know, literally, yeah. it's got that office vibe to it, even though they're playing the Invasion of Earth. <laughs> cool. So I uh, definitely I'd recommend it. It's good fun. I'm trying to remember the guy who's on the other end of the phone. God, there's so many people here to crass it as drone. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was a good, again, a good little movie. Uh, probably again, I don't. This will probably maybe get a niche, small label DVD release at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're checking out. Okay, cool. Do we have something else to review? Oh, I also saw Shutter Island. You haven't seen this yet, right? No, I haven't seen it yet. So um, <clears throat> Scorsese does a Twilight Zone story. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Good. It's all right. I mean, I don't think we'll bear, it, it, it's not something you'd watch over and over again. It's not a very good Twilight Zone story, if you know what I mean. It's mm-hmm. like half, about quarter way through. You're sorry, five minutes in, you can already kind of you have a get you have an idea of what could be going on, and I was pretty close. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not bragging about that, but it's like you know <laughs> the, the setup is like, well, we haven't seen anything that would indicate that what they're saying is not true. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like if you look at it, but it's not the sixth sense. Not that you'll go back and watch it again and say, "Oh," mm. but it's just like, "Oh," it's like, "Oh," yeah, I kind of saw that coming. Um, the ending's a bit weird, actually. That's one thing; it does stay with you a little bit in the end. The end is quite so. That he, he, Leonardo DiCaprio is some guy again. The detail of his name wasn't Teddy. It's <laughs> Teddy, and himself and his partner um, go to Shutter Island. Nobody just, should be called Teddy. Yeah, That's well, just it's, it's, it's the fifties. It's like it's Boston Harbor. It's like. <laughs> Look, this guy, the thing's gone missing. Where'd you park your car? Harvard Square. In Harvard Square. <laughs> we need to get some wicked pissing beers. <laughs> That's actually a thing they say there. <laughs> Jesus. Um, sir. Sir. Who's ben sir? Kingsley. There you go. <laughs> Triple barrel name. <laughs> He's this creepy motherfucker. I mean, like. I understand where he's going from and it makes sense in the plot in the end but also it's just like hmm yes interesting the way you answered that question hmm because of homosexual hmm yes <laughs> you, know, you know it's just like everything he's doing is just like I want to punch you in the face and it's not because I have latent urges to beat people up it's because you're an asshole <laughs> and Max von Sindow as well just being you know Max von Weirdo as usual <laughs> does make sense in the end but still this is like this is the worst fucking run a mental <laughs> hospital on planet earth this is like irrespective of how this girl got out and shit it's still like what the fuck no <laughs> so um, he tries to solve this mystery and he's got his partner and, partner and they're walking around the island 
and uh, trying to figure shit out. The clothes get wet, and then they get into like uh, orderly gear and just like just, just what, just, what? Hmm? And some of it, even even with the the revelation at the end, some of it's like, okay, I understand that, but why did he go climbing on the mountain? What 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 happened? There? What what what? I don't, what? What's going on? What the fuck? Mm. Actually, I have that in my notes somewhere. Just like halfway house. I watched it on the plane as well. So I was just taking notes and I was watching it. And I've like, been three or four times just like, mausoleum, what the fuck? Storm, what the fuck? <laughs> Car blow up, what the fuck? Also followed by, fuck yeah! <laughs> so, it's just, it's a very odd movie. I don't know... Um, I don't know what it was aiming for. You know, it's just... But the reviews were quite good. Well, I don't know why. It is literally... I mean, we've seen, what, The Happening, Knowing. It is literally... It's the next installment in the Twilight Zone movie franchise. You know, they're all doing it, and they're all doing it badly. Mm. You know yeah. what I mean? It's very hard to pull that kind of thing off. Yeah, you expect Rod Sterling to at the end. It's like, man's mind. What is it, really? Is it a box? Is it a car? Is it a cabin? Is it a cabin? Or is it... Whatever. I can't take it anymore whatever it is it's in the Twilight Zone you know it literally yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's got that same vibe as those other movies um, couldn't recommend it actually you know? well there's also what might have been holding me back slightly about enjoying it is I fucking hate Leonardo DiCaprio I'm gonna have problems with Inception aren't I you are gonna have problems with Inception yeah. but Joseph Gordon and the Veed Factor might balance it out you know and Ken Watanabe Watanabe Ken Watanabe just like you know he brightens up any movie in my opinion he was in Lost wasn't he recently was it I, him it looked like him uh, I don't know. I don't watch Lost. I know, but you would know that. No, I why, why would I know that? This is Ken Watanabe, motherfucker. Well, then it, then it couldn't have been him. If it was him, I would have known. <laughs> One second. Yeah, go on. Prove me wrong. <laughs> was he in Lost? Was he in Lost? No, he wasn't. I'm awesome. <laughs> you are awesome. Um, Ken Watanabe. Yes. Anywho... That ends our podcast. Yeah, let's yeah. move on to uh, the box office results for Malaysia and the US of A. <clears throat> in Malaysia, coming in number 10, Sister Karamas. Don't even know what that is. Number, number nine, nine, The Crazy. Still out. I like this movie. Did you see it? I saw it, yeah. It's I good. like it. I like it. I've heard it's, it's good. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, a, it's a fun little movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, number eight, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. kid. Um, I'm, I actually want to see this. I can see the trailer or anything. I'm I want to see this. Hard. Roger Ebert gave it a really good review. And I, and I like... <laughs> It's like based on the book, right? Yeah, it's based on a. Um, I think based I saw the book at the airport. I've been tempted to pick up the book. Actually, it looks quite looks quite amusing. It's I, got drawings in it. Or something, yeah, 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 yeah. Weird. It's, it's got pictures. It's awesome. Like Number it. seven, the losers. Have you seen this yet? Haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Um, we're not adding to its box office. We need to support movies like this. When they're <laughs> out. like we were fucking talking about. Although I have heard it's not as good as the trailer looked. No, I still want to see it. Number six, Ice Got Chung Puppy Love. This is a Malaysian movie. It's actually supposed to be very good, so I might try and check this out. Mm. Uh, number five, Bluka, not the caviar. Mm. Number four, Furry Vengeance. I hear the this most, is shit. The most retarded looking movie ever. Brendan Fraser, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Number three, Chubby. Yeah. Brendan Fraser. Yeah, yeah. He likes his muffins. Yeah. <laughs> number three, Suda. Stuffed with more muffins. <laughs> number two, Ip Man 2. Gotta see this movie. Gotta see this. I mean, we gave Ip Man a glowing review. Uh, I have heard, though, like it's it's quite white washed with the history really yeah is. yeah but who gives a fuck I like, just want to see people get smashed I did hear from that I think it was something else they were talking about another but I saw it on some website and they were talking about it man and it was just saying that you know in the first one it wasn't the Japanese soldiers he was fighting against I think it was he was kind of raving against other Chinese soldiers mm-hmm, that. there was a lot mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. nasty politicals in there mm-hmm. and number one Iron Man 2 and at the US box office number 10 Babies this is a documentary uh, I've heard it's pretty good mm, what's number good? Hmm? What about what? I don't know. Babies? I don't know. Hmm. I would imagine so. There's lots of babies on the poster. This is about how delicious they are. Absolutely. <laughs> Number nine, it's the narrated, losers. It's narrated by Gary Glitter. <laughs> Number nine, the losers. Number eight, death at the death at a funeral. Neil Labute is continues his descent into hell. Number seven, <laughs> Clash of the Titans. Some more than the continues his descent out of hell. <laughs> Number six, furry vengeance. Brendan Fraser. What Five. the fuck? <laughs> Number five, the backup plan. Jennifer Lopez, get what the fucked. Fuck? <laughs> that she does. Oh, no, she doesn't. That's the point. Yeah. <laughs> Number four, date night. I hear, I hear this is touch and go. Yeah, I've heard that the actual, just the interplay is funny, but once it turns into the, the chase movie, the caper movie, it's kind of like me. Yeah. Number three, How to Train Your Dragon. I hear this is awesome. This. Yeah, I, I want to see this. Awesome. Number two, Nightmare on Elm Street. I, I hear this, this is, is terrible. Dog shit. Absolute dog shit. <laughs> Number one, Iron Man 2. You know exactly how we feel about that. As reviewed on this very fine here podcast. 
And so, we would like to leave you with um, our regular little audio b- b- piece of audio. And we are back on a regular uh, schedule as well. No emails this week because none of you fuckers emailed us. So, email us in an email at um, podcast at mcappenfries.com. Yeah, that's the one. Podcast. Uh, yeah, this is a little something that my uh, one of my brother's friends turned me on to, and I think it's quite fucking funny. So enjoy, and thank you for listening. Good night. Hey, do you want to feel so energetic? Try Power Thirst. Energy drinks for people who need gratuitous amounts of energy. With all new flavors like chocolate. Chocolate energy. It's like adding chocolate to an electrical store. Sound the alarm. You're going to be uncomfortably energetic. What's that? You want strawberry? Well, how about rawberry? Made with lightning. Real lightning. Sports. You'll be good at them. It's an energy drink for men. Energy. These aren't your dead. Puns. These are energy puns. Turbo puns. Science, energy, science, energy, electrolytes, turbo lights, power lights, more lights than your body has room for. You'll be so fast, Mother Nature will be like, slow down. And you'll be like, fuck you, and kick her in the face with your energy legs. You'll have so much energy, energy. Just running all the time. Power running, power lifting, power sleeping, power dating, power eating, power laughing, power spawning babies. You'll have so many babies. 400 babies. Give chocolate to your baby. And they'll be good at sports. Make your babies run abnormally fast. They'll run as fast as canyons. People will watch them running and think they're canyons. They'll race as fast as canyons against actual canyons, and it'll be a tie, and they'll get deported back to Kenya. <laughs> hey, go with the sure thing. Don't gamble on your energy. Snake eyes. Try Power Thirst, the energy drink that will make you. Uh, sore. Uh,